How many games will it take for the Denver Broncos to decide in the preseason as to who their starting quarterback will be for the 2021 NFL season from the South stance to the end zone? We're going to break all that action down. Plus, Melvin Gordon rumors. We're going to address that here on today's episode of Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Locked On Broncos, which is your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Locked On NFL Network, your team every day. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, director of video content at Pro Football Network and Broncos analyst for the Locked On Network and Nine News. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Follow the show on all social media platforms at Locked On Broncos. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button right here, right now on the YouTube channel so you can get daily video content and coverage. And these shows are obviously available in audio format on your favorite podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. But ladies and gentlemen, let's waste no time. Let's get into the action on today's episode of the show. Hope you're well all across Broncos country. Uh, an interesting topic of discussion I saw on Twitter. I saw a lot of people getting into it, and I felt like I would be mis- missing out on an opportunity to bring it up and talk about it here. But there was a question that was posed on Twitter, and it was discussed amongst various Broncos media members as to how many games should it take for the Denver Broncos to go through the quarterback competition to decide on who's going to start week one against the New York Giants at MetLife Stadium, 2.25 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff when things open up on September 12th, the week one season opener. Broncos on the road for that game. Who will be the starting quarterback? Right now, that is a question we don't have an answer for, but I think that we can debate amongst ourselves here in the comment section on YouTube. You can interact with me on Twitter at Cody Work NFL, but Broncos country, how many games should it take in the preseason for the Broncos to decide on who's the starter? Should it take all three games? I think that's a really interesting question here. Now, the Broncos' three preseason game slate, it will open up with a road game at the Minnesota Vikings. You're on the road the very next week against the Seattle Seahawks, and then you have your home opener in terms of the preseason format against the Los Angeles Rams in your third and final preseason game. How will the approach be for the Broncos? That is yet to be determined. We're going to see in training camp beginning next week the alternation as to who gets first team reps the first day of camp, who alternates the second day, vice versa. The 50-50 coin, as Vic Fangio had mentioned to the media earlier in this offseason, I think that's going to be something that will be followed, and I think everybody's going to be monitoring it closely because it is probably the most impactful quarterback competition that we've had in Denver in terms of coverage since 2017. Unfortunately, we had to go through that whole dilemma there. But for the Broncos, it's going to be interesting to see a couple of these dynamics here with three preseason games. Obviously, we mentioned the Vikings, Seahawks, and Rams. Those are three tough opponents. Now, the question is, what units will the, these teams field? Will they field their starting units for a half in any of these games? Could we see the Seahawks starting defense for the first half? Could we see the Los Angeles Rams starting defense at all in that third and final preseason game? I'm not quite sure, but I think that the stakes for the Broncos at quarterback are specifically high because the Broncos want to be sure that one guy is going to be it. You know, And, and there's not a situation here where if one guy loses the competition, he's cut, he's out. That player will be the backup for the Broncos in 2021 that's just how it's all going to boil down at the end of the day but do you want to take up these three games to figure out who that is is there a bad side is there a negative side to being able to go three preseason games I think the Broncos need to absolutely get as much data as possible right go through first game second game third game in combination with all the training camp practices 
I think that the Broncos need to be 110% sure heading into the regular season against the Giants that they have the right starter in place. And look, if there's a guy that's absolutely wowing in the first two games and the other guy's not performing really well, then does it answer your question maybe after two games? I'm not sure. I think a lot of it, there's so many different factors as to is it a first string defense, second string, third string, fourth string defensive units that some of these quarterbacks will eventually have to face. How much will we see of Brett Rippon at all in the preseason? Now, I think that the optimistic side of things is that the Broncos can maybe define that really quickly before the third preseason game, give Brett Rippon that third and final preseason game at home. But ideally, if you have a two-game sample size, let's say Drew looks really good in that first game against the Vikings, struggles against the Seattle Seahawks in game two, and Teddy Bridgewater struggles in that first game against the Minnesota Vikings and then looks really well against the Seattle Seahawks, in my opinion, you have to go into the third and final preseason game and you have to determine that's going to be the deciding factor as to who's going to win the competition. So there's a lot of loose questions as it pertains to the Broncos training camp coming up this upcoming week. But I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if a quarterback takes the cake after two games. I think there would be a good benefit for the Broncos, sort of eliminates that distraction. But then again, I'm also looking at 2021 here, and I would not be surprised in the slightest if Vic Fangio lets these quarterbacks play for three games, and then heading into the regular season, maybe on game day, they announce who's going to start. This was a big thing that Vic and the Broncos offense did last year with Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay in their ongoing running back competition to see who's going to start. Guess who started? Both of them week one against the Tennessee Titans. So we could see something similar, not in terms of having two quarterbacks on the field at the same time, but I think I would not be shocked in the slightest if Vic Fangio says, hey, we're not going to name a starter until our week one season opener. You'll find out on Sunday. And obviously, I think internally there will be some conversations amongst players as to who it's going to be. We might see some media leaks happen a little bit beforehand, but just saying, you heard it here first. Don't be shocked if it takes till week one season opener for the Broncos to announce who their starting quarterback will be for the upcoming 2021 NFL season. Just about a month and a half away, folks, from everything really kicking off in true fashion. We're about three and a half weeks away from NFL preseason action. We are super excited. We're going to have you covered here, Lockdown Broncos. But, but we're going to get into the conversation coming up here in just a moment about Melvin Gordon. There's been some rumors circulating around social media from various media outlets indicating that Melvin Gordon could be a trade candidate before training camp or during training camp. We talk about it, we address it, we look at it from the lens of where the Broncos are at financially and as a roster coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, folks, I have to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's a good friends over there, rockauto.com. And if you need anything for your vehicle, rockauto.com has everything for your vehicle. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all of your local chain auto parts in one store. Oftentimes, you will endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning from the counterman while he or she orders the parts in their computer from the warehouses that only carry the brands that they represent. RockAuto.com gives you access to anything and everything, all the parts that your car is needing. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. 20 years of reliable service, especially in a two-minute warning when you need something most, they deliver, and they deliver everything directly to your doorstep. And as I mentioned, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So head to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write Lockdown Broncos in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts of your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
As we continue to navigate on today's episode, Locked On Broncos, just a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, you can get this podcast in an audio format every single day on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app, or wherever you can listen to podcasts. Locked On Broncos is there for you, not to mention here in video format on YouTube. So if you're watching this video right now and you have not yet hit that subscribe button, please do so. Please like this video and comment. Interact with me, and it helps out with the algorithm. Let's continue to grow this channel into a tight-knit Broncos community where you can get reliable, objective coverage. All year long. But with that said, let's continue our conversation here, ladies and gentlemen. There's been some rumors about the Denver Broncos and maybe their plans with Melvin Gordon. And often at times we've seen some of these rumors come out from unverified sources. We've also seen them come out from outlets that maybe saw something in an article and wanted to run it for a clickbait headline. But the reality of the situation is Melvin Gordon has been brought up in these conversations about maybe being potentially traded to a team. The Los Angeles Rams had an injury the other day with Cam Akers tearing his Achilles, and immediately you started to see some speculative reports that the Broncos could trade Melvin Gordon to the Rams. That's not the case. The Los Angeles Rams will more than likely look in free agency first. Some guys available, Adrian Peterson, still a free agent option there, before they maybe even look into a trade. And if they were, it wouldn't be Melvin Gordon because the Broncos are not interested in dealing him. According to Benjamin Albright, KOA, Broncos insider at iHeartRadio had said and reported that Royce Freeman is on the trading block for the Broncos and that Melvin Gordon is the penciled-in starter for the 2021 NFL season. Gordon is slated to make around $6.9 million upcoming here in 2021, and it wouldn't make sense from a financial standpoint or a salary cap standpoint for the Broncos to trade or to release him. He is going to be the Broncos' starter this year at running back, maybe to begin the season, but then Javante Williams, Mike Boone, could potentially overtake him at some point of the season here. But I do want to look here at Melvin Gordon. I do think that he has been often underappreciated in his little stint here in Denver. I understand that there was a, a lot of uh, you know negativity and disdain towards Gordon simply because fan favorite Philip Lindsay was on the Broncos' roster. And there were certain things to Melvin's game that frustrated some fans. And look, I understand that he absolutely has to clean up some of the fumble issues that he has had, not just last year, but stating over the course of his career. This is a big year for Melvin Gordon because he's essentially trying to audition for another contract. Could it be with the Denver Broncos? Possibly. But more than likely, I'd say that with the writing on the wall of them drafting Javante Williams, having Mike Boone on a two-year deal, the Broncos are looking at every option, and there might be a chance that maybe Melvin Gordon is not in the Broncos' plans post 2021 but the expectation for him right now is that he will be the starting running back for the Broncos week one against the New York Giants and we'll see a little bit of a healthy dose and sprinkle in of Mike Boone and Javante Williams and all eyes are on Javante Williams who we've really hyped up and talked about on this podcast Candace Cooper host of the Locked On ACC podcast had raving things to say about Pookie Williams and his ability to run hard in between the tackles contribute as a route runner and as a receiver and not to mention can pick up blocks so the Broncos will work him in early and often throughout training camp once he signs his contract we're going to get to that bit a little bit later but the expectations I think are high for Javante Williams and I think it's easy for many people specifically people that maybe don't cover the Denver Broncos or don't pay too much attention to the Broncos and what they're doing to look at what they did in the NFL draft in round two okay well they went and they drafted a running back that means that you know Melvin Gordon's time is up in Denver potentially 
All options are still on the table here, and a lot of this has to determine with Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer calls a lot of the shots for the Broncos' offense, and I think that's something that not many people really take into consideration. Yes, George Payton is the general manager. He has the ultimate say in things, but George Payton also leans on his coaches. He leans on Vic Fangio as a DC, Ed Donatel. He leans on Pat Shermer as the offensive coordinator, and rightfully so, a good general manager will do that, and a general manager will listen to his offensive coordinator, and he'll say, hey, here's what I need. And so George Payton, From that standpoint, based on what Pat Shermer needs, he's going to go out and he's going to provide Pat Shermer with anything and everything that he needs to ensure that the Broncos offense is successful here in 2021. And if the Broncos offensive coaches, if Pat Shermer can't execute it and that offense can't take the next step this upcoming season, well, more than likely we'll see the departure of Pat Shermer after 2021. But the hope and the optimism is that the Broncos can take that next step, that they can increase their total points per game, and then they can be a dominant offense. Now, then again, the NFL changes ever so often, and so you have to really – Keep things into perspective. The Broncos on paper right now offensively, you look at them all across the board. They are improved at almost every offensive position. And yes, the big fat question mark lies on the quarterback position. The expectations for Drew Locke, if he is going to be the guy, they are extremely high for the Broncos this season. Teddy Bridgewater, I think that the expectations for him is that he's going to be the backup. I know that's the expectation that I initially had in my analysis and my thought when the Broncos had traded for him. I felt truly, okay, well, he's coming in to compete as a backup and be a veteran guy because if – In fact, he can't win a quarterback competition. He will be good for Brett Rippon. He will be good for Drew Locke. Right now, everything is up in the air because there is an ongoing open quarterback competition. But ladies and gentlemen, I think that when you look at the Broncos offense, quarterback's a big question. But the biggest question to me is, can the Broncos run the ball efficiently this upcoming season? Can they find a way to run the ball consistently more to the left side, to the right side? Specifically on the inside, the Broncos' most successful runs last year often at times were on the outside because you had pulling guards, pulling tackles, pulling centers, and you were able to seal guys off with an extra tight end or a, a wide receiver that was coming in and taking the appropriate angle on the outside shoulder to force the linebacker or trailing backside safety to try to go underneath it. Taking angles is what's going to really break the Broncos' offensive rushing attack open. And I think that with Melvin Gordon fully healthy if he can maintain what he was doing a little bit down the stretch last season for the Broncos and if Javante Williams can explode onto the scene I think that the expectation is that I have and that many Broncos fans themselves have I think that the Broncos rushing attack will be a very very prominent part of the National Football League the potential is there and then that opens up so many more opportunities in the passing game off of play action where in terms of play action Drew Locke is very efficient he's got one of the best passer ratings in the NFL last season off of play action so Can the Broncos get him going to things that he's a little bit more comfortable with rather than being just a traditional pocket passing quarterback out of the shotgun? You have to have the element. And Drew and Teddy, they have to have that. But play action is also where it's at right now in the current landscape of the National Football League. And that is a big question here for the Denver Broncos coming into the 2021 NFL season. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to continue our conversation. Eight out of 10 Broncos rookies have signed their rookie contract heading into the season. There's two players who have not yet done so. Is there any reason to be concerned? We're going to talk about it coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, folks, I have to tell you guys about Bet Online. And Bet Online is one of the sponsors of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. And Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. With the NFL season fast approaching here in just two weeks' time, with the NFL Hall of Fame game, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Dallas Cowboys, football is back, baby. And Bet Online has you covered for all the action. You get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs at Bet Online. You also get all the inside action on the NBA, NHL. 
NHL, MLB, and all of your UFC and MMA action. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore as the season is fast approaching, and now you can get into the game at betonline.ag. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And as we jump through the fourth quarter of today's episode, Locked On Broncos, just a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, after you're done listening to this podcast, there is a podcast for you if you're an NBA fan, an NHL fan, an MLB fan. Specifically, if you are a Colorado sports fan, we have a Locked On Rockies podcast. We have a Locked On Colorado Avalanche podcast. And, of course, we have a Locked On Nuggets podcast hosted by Adam Mades and Matt Moore. Adam Mades is one of my favorite NBA analysts in the game today, and he brings great pick-and-roll action coverage on the Denver Nuggets as they approach the offseason what are they going to do? Do they extend Michael Porter Jr. to a max deal? What do they do with Nikola Jokic? Will he receive the super max? you got to listen to Locked On Nuggets and also all the other Colorado sports Locked On pages here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But getting into some of our conversations now about the Broncos rookie class here of 2021, eight out of 10 draft picks have signed their contracts officially except two players. Now, yesterday, Quinn Miners, he signed his deal, and the belly is officially in Denver for the next four seasons. The expectations for Quinn Miners, obviously being drafted in round number three, is to come in and compete with Lloyd Cushingberry, who was a third-round draft pick in the 2020 NFL draft at the center position. Now, the Broncos could be in a little bit of a dire straight situation here because of the fact that last year, Lloyd Cushingberry was a rookie, drafted in the third round, had his rookie struggles. Quinn Miners played football at a Division three level, but competed really well in the Senior Bowl against Division one talent, and now he's drafted in round three. And if he wins the starting job, the Broncos enter 2021 with a rookie at center once again. Do the Broncos have the patience with where they're at right now at quarterback to be able to do that? That's an interesting question that I want you to answer, Broncos country, in the comment section down below. But Quinn Miners, he will be with the Broncos for at least the next four seasons as he signed his rookie deal yesterday. But the only two Broncos that have yet to sign their contract, Javante Williams, a Broncos second-round pick, and other third-round pick, Baron Browning. Now, the expectation right now is that both of these players will contribute in their respective realms on offense and defense this upcoming season under Pat Shermer and also under Vic Fangio, Ed Donatel, and Baron Browning, we go back to his injury that he sustained a little bit in rookie minicamp, a lower leg injury. He should be ready to go for training camp next week when the team decides to report on July 27th. There will be no official practice on the 27th. There will be a Broncos media barbecue, but on the 28th, Everybody is on the field. The pads will be thrown on, and a little bit of an acclimation period will occur before you really get the pads popping, but the physical part of practice will ramp up as the weeks continue here for training camp with the Denver Broncos, where we will provide you with exclusive coverage here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. So we talked about Javante Williams' impact a little bit ago in the last segment when we were talking about Melvin Gordon. The expectation, I think, for Javante Williams, the Broncos drafted him to be running back one, so if he can have a really big role this upcoming season for the Broncos and he can produce, he may overtake Melvin Gordon in the season, but if he does, he'll also be running back one in 2022 next season. He'll be the featured guy, and then you have Mike Boone behind him, but the Broncos this year, they're really looking at maybe going with a running back by committee approach, something that we've seen with George Payton and his time with the Minnesota Vikings. He may give that advisement to Pat Schirmer by saying, hey, we may need to utilize all the backs that we have to create different type of opportunities for our offense, which the offense has struggled in the last couple of years. Bottom 10 in almost every major statistical category last season 
No room for error here in 2021. The pressure is on. And if anybody has the most pressure on them, it is Pat Shermer to get the Broncos offense up and going. We could talk about quarterback pressure. It's on Pat Shermer. Everything is on him this season. I think he's got the most to lose. He's also got the most to prove from a coaching standpoint for the Broncos here in 2021, specifically with Broncos fans. I know that there is a narrative. I know Broncos fans want the offense to succeed. And look, if Pat Shermer can get him going, he's going to get the necessary recognition and respect for that but you have to do it. No more lip service. And the Broncos offense is put up or shut up here in 2021. So Javante Williams, the expectation that he and Baron Browning will have their rookie contracts signed and sealed and delivered to the Broncos front office before the start of training camp on July 28th. And if there's a little bit of a snag, which sometimes you can run into, it's not expected with these two players, but sometimes it could happen a day or two after a training camp officially begins. So I don't expect to run into any snags with Williams or Baron Browning's contract. They want to get on the field. They want to get to work because the expectations for this Broncos team, they're very high here in 2021. Now, over at Pro Football Network, myself, Dalton Miller, Ian Cummings, we went through our AFC West preseason divisional power rankings. And based on the offseason moves that each team made, I think that we could flip a coin right now and say maybe the Broncos have a chance to be at that number two spot behind Kansas City alongside with there with the Los Angeles Chargers. There's a lot of work that needs to be put in, and I think that guys like Javante Williams, Baron Browning, if they can get into the rotation, which we know Williams will, Baron Browning, a little bit of a different story with Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell, Justin Sternett also being another piece that he will have to compete with. I think that there's a lot riding on training camp. There's a lot riding on preseason, and we're going to have some of these questions answered in the coming weeks ahead here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. But Broncos country, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to talk Broncos football with me here once again, the Lockdown Podcast Network. You get this show every single day on your favorite audio podcasting platform wherever you get your podcast. not to mention a video format here on the YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, like the video, comment, interact with me. I respond to every comment. And if you ever want to reach out to me, talk Broncos football one-on-one, at Cody Rourke NFL on Twitter. My DMs are open. Or you can email me, Cody, at Cody Rourke NFL. But Broncos country, enjoy the rest of your Thursday here all across Broncos country. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show.